Hello and welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. Over the many years I've been running a business, I've met many, many successful people, entrepreneurs, sports stars, celebrities, and dare I say, even royalty. So what makes a person successful? Do we know what success is? And the all-important question, can we create success for ourselves? This podcast series invites a diverse group of people to share their insights, their wisdom, and the things they've learned along the way. Most singles these days are more than familiar with the big business of online dating, but most are also very cynical about the authenticity of the person at the other end in terms of how they look, who they are, and what they're looking for, of course. My guest today, Lisa Palmer, is the founder and CEO of Mobile Matchmakers, a super discreet service that's used by Hollywood stars and royalty. I can't wait for this. Her aim is to offer singles a tailor-made service which offers a black book of clients that have had background checks carried out and have been personally met by Lisa herself to find out exactly what they're looking for, but also to give reassurance that what you see is really what you get. And I'm particularly excited about this because we've all been in a situation at one time or another where we thought, that's it, broken relationship, it's the end of the line, what do I do next? There's no one else out there, no more fish in the sea. Uh, And here we are talking to somebody who's got tons of experience to get us all back on the right track. Welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast, Lisa Palmer. Oh, hi, thank you for having me. Really enjoy, I'm really looking forward to this chat. It should be good fun, you know. You might have to stop me from talking too much. <laughs> well, I'm really worried about this because I'm a woman in a man's body. I never stop talking and you never stop talking. So this is going to go on for hours. This is going to be challenging. Okay, uh, I'm going to hand over to you because there's loads and loads and loads to find out in a very short space of time. So hmm. tell us first of all about Lisa Palmer. I'd, lo- I'd love the whole journey if, if you can possibly do that in a very short space of time. Yeah, I shall try and narrow it down for you. So, uh, I mean, I suppose if I go back to early life, really, um, you know, I worked um, in an office um, with uh, quite a lot of people. There was about 200 women. There's a big corporate office and uh, it was great, actually. I was 17 years old. There'd be all different ages from sort of like, you know, 16, 17 year olds to sort of 70 year olds. And they'd all be talking about um, dating, they're single or relationship problems or their husband. So it was a really good insight. And I sort of listened to them. Um, And then when I'd go home, my dad had like a big property development company and he'd have loads of men there. So they'd be all doing the same, you know, um, excuse sir. But they, you know, some of them might say, oh, I haven't had a bit for a while, or I've been single, or she's driving me up the wall, or, you know, I'm finding it difficult to meet a woman. So at that age, I started like matchmaking just for fun because there was a guy who worked for my dad and he's quite, he'd been single for quite a few years and he was really sweet. So I kind of set him up with a lady who I worked with in the, in the office and, um, and it went really well. And I was like, oh my God, I love this. It gave me such a buzz and it made me feel really good. So I thought, you know, this is definitely something I want to do. So uh, obviously a journey takes you on different paths and things like that. But uh, it was just something I knew I just loved. But I was so young and I didn't have experience. Um, So, uh, but then um, I suppose if I go back to sort of like my younger days as well, because when I was at school, um, you know, I kind of, I was dyslexic. um, 
and um, I got bullied quite a lot at school. So I didn't have much confidence, if I'm honest. Um, and I was put in like a sort of a bottom groups. Um, and as a child, you know, you're sort of, you know, I was gangly and, you know, had no confidence and I, I really struggled. So working, um, then going back into an office, well, starting in an office and kind of like listening to other people and how they felt and the dating and that, it just sort of, uh, I don't know, it was good fun and I enjoyed it and I just thought this is what I want to do. So uh, that's sort of, I suppose, where it all started. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by uh, that journey because you mm. were the first and you certainly won't be the last uh, of our guests that have, you know, struggled at school, dyslexia mm. Uh, mm. in the way, bullying. I mean, um, yeah. that's been very, very tough. And yet, despite all those challenges, you kind of come through... Um, you know, to achieve all the things you've achieved. And I know we're talking about mogul matchmakers today, but you know, there are so many different facets to your life and all the different businesses you're involved in. Um, yeah, sure. What, what I've heard so far is clearly a very obvious passion for what you do. So is, mm. is loving what you do a very important part of being successful in business, Lisa? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think from childhood and that shaped me for the person I am today. And I think because of the things that happened to me, it made me so determined, um, like to be successful. Um, but also as well, because I experienced that, you know, I, I just felt how other, other people would feel. So, I, and I am a kind and caring person. And, um, so I suppose, yeah, it, it was sort of like, it, it was the start of the, the process and that's kind of how it worked. But also as well, I don't know if you know, but, um, uh, there's a charity, um, the Prince's Trust, Mm. So I became a mentor for them for like young entrepreneurs and just sort of seeing them, you know, some of them have experienced, you know, dyslexia or, you know, they haven't been, uh, had maybe all the things they wanted as a child, you know, they sort of uh, suffered. And so it was nice to sort of see them and help them as well on their journey. So, uh, there's been, uh, quite a lot of different things to shape you as a person. Um, going back to the, to the comment you made about, uh, your dad's business being full of men and some of the comments they came out with, which <laughs> Largely explain why they were single, of course. Um, <laughs> yes, of course. Yes. You, you talk about one of them being really sweet. Now, I've been described a, a long time ago as really mm. sweet. It always worried me that sweet wasn't a very good adjective for a guy to hear about himself. If, if a guy hears the words, you're really sweet, should he worry, Lisa? No, absolutely not. No, no, not at all. Um, and the thing is, I believe there's always someone out there for everyone. And I don't think, obviously we do help people, um, you know, and we look after them and we kind of like coach them and guide them. But um, there is some, there's always a right person for, for that person. So no, not at all. And I don't think you should change who you are. You know, you might need a little bit of help along the way, but no, you should sort of stay true to who you are. Mm. I know you're, you're an avid traveller. You love exploring different parts of the world as well and that's something we mm. all have in common um tell it tell us about your plans to go traveling how these plans you know have shaped who you are what you do today is that part of the whole education of life is there another reason why you enjoy travel so much just really interested. yeah yeah um yeah so uh when i left uh, the, the corporate company i went and worked in uh, travel and uh um, again, there's loads of women in there, loads of guys. So I started matchmaking again, so, um, which is great. But uh, while I was in there, I got offered a job um, to work overseas. And I thought, oh, okay, I, you know, still wasn't a confident, you know, I was a bit like, oh, God, shall I take it? And I thought, right, that's it, I'm doing it. 
So I went and traveled abroad. I didn't know a single person and I was really out of my comfort zone. And obviously the first month I was like, ring my mum, oh God, I'm nervous. What have I done? And then I started to sort of like come out of my shell. And it made me, and I'm very confident today, and it sort of made me feel like actually there's a lot of people, everyone was pretty much in a similar boat. So I sort of grew my confidence and started to feel good about myself. And uh, and it was probably one of the best things I ever did. But uh, also like, you know, with travel and that, it's always been one of my big goals. I was always like, well, I want to operate kind of um, a company both sides of the pond. And, um, you know, as a youngster, you had your goals and that. And I was like, I always wanted to write a book. I wanted to operate and kind of be global so um you know I'm ticking all them boxes now and you know I'm proud of myself you know the confidence grew as I grew you know in my 20s so uh yeah it's been quite a journey quite quite a journey as you say so before mogul matchmakers you had uh, an online dating agency um yes. again there's lots of people listening that will have, will have been through <laughs> that ringer um, <laughs> to a greater or lesser extent with different levels of experience uh, and different outcomes. Why, why did you decide to, to kind of close that aspect of your approach mm. uh, to dating down and then start Mogul? I'm just interested to know about mm. that position. Yeah, so yeah, I started an online dating site and, you know, it went well. I've got a few people on there. But one of my friends, um, not from my site, she went on a dating um, dating site and she went on a date and she got attacked. Right. And it's absolutely frightening her life out of me. I thought if that had happened on my site, one, I am responsible. Two, I'd just, like, like, I would just feel absolutely awful. And the thing is you can't do background checks, you know. You can't check who that person is, you know. And a lot of people, they, unfortunately, some of them do lie. You know, they might not be who they say they are. They might not look, you know, they might be 10 stone and they're 50 stone or whatever. Or, the, you know, the picture that, you know, they were taken when it was they were 50 and, um, sorry, they're 20 but they're actually 50 so a lot of people do lie so I just thought this isn't for me so I did close it down and um and to be honest I am I am a people person I love people I like helping people and I wanted to do something different so uh I just thought right what can I do how can I do this so in I think it's about 2010 I went and trained for a couple of years so I'd done life coaching relationship coaching dating coaching image coaching um and sort of color analysis I wanted to have all them qualities um that so I could help people and it's not necessarily like um so if a client comes to me I'm going to go through that whole process but I know like if they do need help I can like um, get the right person or um, you know the right advisor to actually help them, so I know how how to help them. So uh, you know that's kind of like was the start of the journey um, for Mogul. Yeah. So what is it about Mogul then that makes that as a business stand out? I mean, there are mm. the other dating agencies, yes. out there, um, but what you know, what's your USP if that's the right expression? What is it that makes you stand out as you clearly do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose, yeah, first is our values and our ethos and the culture of the team. I have an incredible team, but we are sort of, I suppose, client-led. A client comes, I suppose, a lifelong friend, really, or most of them I'd like to think they were a lifelong friend. But we are, like, we really are, like, hands-on. So, um, but we get people date ready. So, um, so that could be, like, confidence, image, um, you know, if someone's gone through divorce or they might be widowed and need to get their sparkle back. So some... You know, some clients don't necessarily need like dating. They might just come on because we've got wellness service as well. So we kind of like help them, um, uh, I suppose, be the best version of them and make them feel good. 
So it's not just about connecting people. It's about coaching them through a process. Mm. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of the process, yes. Now, I know that, um, you know, let, let's talk about price because there'll be people mm-hmm. like listening going, okay, that's great. Um, mm. Lisa's got contacts and this amazing black book. How much is it going to cost me if I walk through the door? And, and what am I going to get for that money? And I know that there are lots of agencies out there charge way mm. more than you do. So yeah. clearly there's a, there's a balance to be had between price and value. You've already explained the value. Mm. Mm. And the other thing I think people ask, Lisa, is, okay, what's the likelihood of success? Um, because okay. I know there's lots of people who might walk in through the door, and I'll, I, will, I, I won't mention whether it's male or female, but a person walks mm. through the door, and they, and they you, you kind of, they might be very nice, but they might not be mm. attractive, let's say. And they have this expectation of meeting somebody who is way above their pay grade. Let me put it like that. Um, mm, okay. <laughs> there's a degree of coaching involved to help them uh, mm. help manage their expectations. Otherwise, they just pay the money and they have uh, you know very little mm. success. I imagine. Um, I, I'm not yeah. sure physical qualities; it's personality as well. So let's yes, let's about yeah, that. yeah. Um, um, what what are people getting for the money? Is what I'm asking. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. I mean, I suppose as I say, like, you know, you can't put a price on love, which you can't, but I suppose with us, so like we really get in like in sort of the mindset of each client. So, uh, you know, um, I'll just sort of give you an answer. So, uh, when we meet a client, we interview them, like we kind of find out exactly what they do in the morning. So do you go for a run? What do you, you know, you have coffee, what do you eat? So we literally find out their whole life. So what they do day to day, what they do weekends, what you do in holiday, where do you go on holiday? What do you like doing? And then, uh, so for instance, um, one lady she's like really into horses she loves horse riding horse riding is her life and uh so me and the team would like either go horse riding so we'd go and f- we'd actually go and like um be with horses today groom them um you know go and uh clean the stables out and kind of like get into that mindset of that person like what do they do they eat live and breathe horses they you know they work out and so it's quite like involved um and then like with one client that's why he wanted someone who was sort of jewish um but someone who was spiritual so we would then go out to um you know different communities we're going to do yoga and things like that so we're quite different um you know but uh if i kind of give you that so that's kind of a little bit of how we work but uh you know, just to find like Mr. and Mrs. Wright, it's quite hard. So we kind of obviously find bespoke matches, but, you know, just for that one, say like one match, you know, we might interview 20, 40, 60, 100 people. And, you know, on the, as you say, on the surface, yeah, they might look great. But then when you, you know, you get down to sort of like, the, to say the nitty gritty and you actually find out, you know, this person isn't ready or they're not quite right. You know, it's all about chemistry and compatibility and you know so it is quite um it is quite a lengthy process you know and you're doing background checks security checks um and then you know so that all that process but I don't think people realize how how long and lengthy and you know what it takes to actually find that person yeah we have got some people on our books who are wonderful and they might be suitable but sometimes they aren't so we really go kind of uh extra mile just to find that person for our clients that is um, amazing what about what about success rates do you do you track those would you say yes yeah okay yeah no we do yeah so yeah we have we have got a high success rate it's 93 percent i mean obviously we have got a few people who aren't happy but we don't take on somebody we don't feel we can help you know they've got to they've got to work with us they've got to they've you know, they've got to be able to adapt and change, you know, if, but the thing is, you know, we just have to, 
we have to do our utmost to sort of keep people happy. But we've had a lot of marriages, we've had children, um, one client, I was their bridesmaid, but we keep in touch with our clients as well, you know, um, which I think is really important, you know, um, we kind of like hold their hand, their family, but, uh, you know, we, uh, if say like their engagement, we're, we're sending engagement cards, we send anniversary cards, we might send them some flowers. I, I think it's all about, you know, keeping, uh, your clients and keeping them happy and just keep communicating to them. And they are kind of, I suppose when you take a client on, they literally are like part of the family, the mogul, you know, the mogul family. So, um, as I said, I will only take someone on who I feel suitable. And if I don't feel I can help them, I don't want to waste someone's time. And, you know, I might not be the right person for them. So, um, you know, I think you just have to respect someone and make sure I can do the job. <laughs> well, I love, I love your, your, um, your approach and, uh, and the diversification, all the things you put your, yourself and the team through. <laughs> Honestly, you should see one of the, I mean, the team right as well, you know, literally everyone's come from different fields, you know, I've got uh, someone who's spiritual, I've got the LGBT, you know, we've got, we've got really, I've got such an impressive team. And, uh, but when we went horse riding, I have to laugh, um, uh, I said, right team, we're going horse riding, like, right, okay. And uh, obviously we're all dressed up, you know, we've got jeans on, the trainers. And one of the guys, um, Liam, um, He's, you know, coming out of his Labutins on and like hot pants. I'm like, this is not a good look. <laughs> and he's like, I'm scared of horses. So we do have fun as well. But, uh, but we really do go to lengths to find, you know, and get in the mind of that person. My, um, my feel is that um, there's more demand these days for dating agencies. Is it, is it because, Lisa, people kind of have less time to, to look around? Is it because of... Uh, social media and the fact it's so much easier to communicate by SMS or email these mm. days. Is, is there been a? Is that is that the reason, or is is there something else? Because obviously you have um, all the experience. Mm. I suppose, um, obviously, I mean, we do work in the luxury field, but I mean, people are time poor in our experience. But uh, I mean, I suppose the good thing is, like, obviously, you've got online dating, so and it kind of. Obviously, back in my day, you know, um, there was a lot of stigma around dating and that. But like online dating is such a big business now and it's more acceptable. And, you know, if you read the newspapers, there's always an article um, about dating and there's TV shows. There's tons of like dating shows. So sort of people kind of, uh, um, you know, feel it's more acceptable and no one, there just isn't that stigma, you know, which is great, you know. Um, so, uh, and I suppose as well, like if you look, now, you know, um, when you was a youngster, you know, you see the fairy tales and we've all been told that, you know, you'll find true love, you know, it might happen in the supermarket and it might happen in the library. But in reality, it, you know, it kind of rarely happens. But, you know, um, uh, when you're young, it's easier for you because, you know, you might meet your partner in a pub, club, university, college, etc. But, uh, you know, as you get older, you kind of do less of those things. And I suppose because you've been quite a few, probably quite um, had a few relationships, you kind of know you know what you want. So I think that's why sort of our agency, you know, it kind of works, you know. So once we know what the client wants and what they're looking for, and we guide them and help them, then we kind of like, um, you know, we go to work and do our job. So, I mean, sometimes it's slightly a process of elimination. You know, we might give them one person for their, their chemistry and compatibility, but when they get there, there's something maybe not quite right. And um, But that's fine because the next person, you know, okay, we know that's not working and we're home in. But, you know, sometimes we're really lucky and it's the first person. Mm. But, uh, you know, it is exciting. And um, with the team as well, so I do get, I'll do go on. <laughs> with the team, we get so excited. So when, uh, when we get like a match and um, what we do is we uh, – 
we set up the day and we actually, it's normally me, I normally go meet the client and um, I introduce them so there's not that horrible, scary bit because that's quite, um, you know, it's, they're quite nervous. And, uh, but when I ring the team, you know, and I come out, I just say they've met each other, they really like each other, but still, we, you know, we normally have to hear within 24 hours how they've got on and we're all like so nervous because we're like oh please get on please get on I suppose because we're just so passionate and uh, it's great when you get that call you know yeah we've got on really well if they don't then we're like okay well how can we help what can we do but it's so it is exciting and it's a real buzz I love it are there any any Lisa Palmer tips for the things you must do and mustn't do under any circumstances on the Um, well, I say this word, but definitely no, um, just, I hate to say this word, no sex, absolutely no way. Um, and just drinking as well. I think, you know, just, I know the old cliche, but just stick to like one or two drinks, you know, um, men don't like women, you know, if you add a few glasses of wine, you start to get a little bit loud and, you know, just stick to one or two drinks. It's the first date you're meeting each other, you're getting to know each other. So, uh, you know, kind of just keep it, keep it, keep it flowing and keep the, um, communication, you know, like sort of bat it back, you know, sort of like a bit like tennis, you know, you talk a little bit, although like this would be really bad for me and you because we were, you wouldn't get a word in there <laughs> and people would talk because I love to talk. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, but then the thing is obviously, uh, yeah, there's just, uh, just be yourself, you know, and be the best version of yourself. Yeah, good advice. Um, now, let's put all this into perspective because as people mm. are thinking, this lady sounds super successful and um, mm. you know, I, I, I find it difficult to associate with successful people because, because there's always a hundred reasons why they've been successful and I haven't. Um, yeah, yeah. Into a little bit of perspective. Has it always been plain sailing in business for you, Lisa? Have you encountered no. problems or challenges? And if so, how did you overcome them? Yeah, no, um, no. So with me, you say like, um, I really struggled when I was young. I suffered with dyslexia and I struggled to... Um, right, even like writing an email, like it would take me about 20 minutes because I was really nervous and I was really stressed. I thought, God, I can't send a client that, you know, just, uh, it just gave me anxiety. So I suppose, um, you know, with myself, I just had to kind of learn what, what, what I wasn't confident was, um, communicating like, uh, written. So I'd kind of like have to do, um, lots of training. I'd have to like teach myself. And so that was scary, but I suppose with business, you know, it, it, it is difficult, you know, it's not easy and it can be very challenging, you know, but, uh, I suppose the best thing, you know, I could sort of say is, you know, for anyone is sort of do your, do your research and, um, you know, maybe find a mentor, someone who's sort of like successful, you know, like kind of in your field, um, you know, find some, like a coach. Cause I actually, back in the day, I actually found like a mentor and a coach to sort of help me, help me, you know, because I, I needed help. Um, I, I, my dad had businesses and I've worked for him and worked in businesses, but I hadn't actually done it myself. So, uh, you know, I kind of had to, had to start from scratch. So, uh, you know, and it is quite a lonely journey. So, um, and I think, you know, you really do need to develop rhino skin, you know, who's <laughs> building a business from scratch. You know, it, it is highs and lows and you get lots of rejections. So you do need to be tough and you really do need to be resilient, resilient, you know. Um, and, we, you know, it, even with like, money and that, you know, it, that was tough, you know. I sort of had to sort of make sure, and I think with anyone really, I'd say to them, you know, make sure you've got sort of, at least six months money behind you to pay the bills and, you know, um, sort of try and get the business off the, 
you know, on the road and kind of working. So, uh, and have like, um, you know, sort of a kind of a clear measure, um, measurable plan, you know, sort of review it month to month, go back, you know, what isn't working then, you know, kind of like work on the plan, you know, yeah. um, and I'll tell you the, one of the hardest things was, is like friends, you know, like friends are going on holiday and that, and I'm stuck. I'm like, Oh God, you know, I'm working all the hours, although I love it, but you know, like sometimes oh, it would be nice to have a little break in that. And, uh, you know, you're putting reinv- reinvesting your money back into the business. So, you know, it's a little bit tough, but then, you know, you've got the rewards. I mean, just seeing a client happy and going on a date and, you know, the team were like, we literally, we're all excited. We might go out and celebrate, you know, we'll go to the pub and have like a bit of fizz and uh, enjoy it. So, you know, and you think there is, there's highs and lows with every business, but, you know, it is an easy journey. It isn't lonely, but sort of surround yourself with positive people and find a good mentor and someone who can help. You mentioned earlier um, that you worked with your father uh, in a yes. fast business. Yeah, um, mm. Tell us just briefly about uh, family business, uh, why you decided not to to pursue that as a career and do your own thing. Were there particular reasons why you didn't want to get involved in the family um, business long term? Yeah, I suppose, well, well, you know, working family or it can be very challenging. <laughs> no. And the worst thing is, you know, for me, I didn't fall out, but, you know, I do know friends who have fallen out and it's really difficult, you know, so it, it isn't easy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose obviously, yeah, the family business, he was properties and farms and things like that. Um, so it was quite a mixed range. I was quite lucky. So it wasn't boring. Um, and I sort of qualified as well as an interior designer. So it helped with my dad. But, uh but it just, I don't know, it just wasn't what I wanted to do. I, I've always known, it, even as a child, I just knew I wanted to help people. But at a young age, I didn't know. But obviously, as I started to get older, I thought, I, I don't want to do this. I know what I want to do. And I sort of, I, I just knew on this planet, I just knew how to make a change. And I wanted to help people. And I, and I didn't want to go, it sounds awful as well. Like, I didn't want to be on my deathbed lying there and thinking, God, what if I regretted what I had never done it? So I just thought, right, I'm doing it. And it wasn't an easy decision. It was tough, but I'm so glad I've done it. Oh, good for you. Do you what's the future of dating look like in your mind, Lisa? Do you, do you, is the dating agency, Mogul Matchmakers et al., are they, are they here to stay? Is, is that really the future, do you think? Well, clearly you do, otherwise you wouldn't be doing what, you, what you're doing right now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, with what's going on at the moment with COVID, you know, um, it can be quite difficult. And, um, you know, we, we had a client as she was flying in booked, paid for his flight. He's sort of from America as a reality star. And I thought, great. And then obviously when COVID happened, so you don't know what's going to happen and you just have to expect the unexpected, but, uh, but for Mogul now, you know, we are global. Uh, we've got lots of clients flying in from all over the world. Um, and I think this is, um, you know, obviously we're always going to have online dating, which is great, you know, but uh, for us, this is different. And, uh, you know, I can see we've got lots of work going on. I've just written my first book, which is uh, just coming out, which is uh, really exciting. You know? <laughs> so uh, especially someone who is dyslexic, you know, it did take me quite a long time. I wrote it years ago, actually, and uh, I saw it up. I was like, no, I can't do this. And uh, I sort of give myself that, I'm going to say, kick up the bum. And I was like, right, no, I am doing this. And, uh, you know, I am proud of myself for doing that because it wasn't easy. So, and you bear all, you kind of give, uh, give, uh, give your heart and soul to the book. So, uh, but it, is, it, it was a good thing. I'm so pleased I've done it. And it's kind of been dubbed the uh, Bridget Jones Book of Dating. So, um, wow. Yeah, I, I was really. Pleased. I mean, it has got some real life funny stories in there, but that's some clients who 
um, are happy for me to put them in there. But uh, well done, um, well done, Lisa. Yeah. That is that is yeah, amazing. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, thank I know you. I know from experience writing a book is not easy, and if you throw some flexor no. into the mix, then then kudos to you. That's an amazing achievement. Um, <laughs> With a glass of prosecco as well. Sometimes you just need you know, to like, right, okay, get it flowing. You know? what, what advice would you give to anyone looking to start a business? Uh, not just now, uh, but you know, anytime. There's a lot of people out there that listen to this podcast who are kind of young, got a great idea, mm. haven't really quite got uh, a good enough reason to kind of get out of the starting block. What advice would you give them to that just by um, that momentum? Yeah, I just suppose, um, you know, do your research. You know, that's one of the main things you should do. Just, you know, go for it. Life's short. You know, um, as I said, like you need rhino skin because it's not easy. But, you know, there's some so many highs and it's it's so rewarding. And, uh, you know, and you're making a difference. You know, we want to make a difference in this planet. And that's what I, I want to do. And I want to help people. But you say, just do your research. Um, and even like just like with marketing professionals, you know, kind of like um, some of them offer you like different services. You might not need it or you've got SEO paper click, you know, be yeah. careful what you spend your money on, you know, and have a measurable plan. And I quite like this is like trial. Sorry, I was say try, try, fail, adjust. That's sort of my mantra, you know, um, and sort of go with it and trust your gut. Your gut, gut instinct is like the best thing. You know, um, you can do it. If there's something you feel like in business, you know, or maybe working with a person you not know, feel it's quite right, don't do it. Just trust your gut instinct. Fantastic. Uh, loads of fantastic bits of advice today. Um, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Two quick questions to finish off. Uh, first of yes. all, let's, let's understand the name of the book so we can all find it on Amazon and purchase copies. And with your permission, I'd love to purchase a copy uh, on behalf of the Sandro Forte podcast and we will give it away to uh, one lucky listener who, and they all know what to do by now, they have to share and like, uh, but we will give a copy away on your behalf. But apart from that, if somebody wanted to buy a copy, where would they find it? So it's, uh, yes, the book is on Amazon and it's called The Secrets to What Men Really Want. Um, And I suppose the book is, um, it is for singles looking for Mr. Right, but also if you found him already, kind of, um, it gives you lots of like tips and advice. And if you are in a relationship, you know, if it's maybe stale or you're not feeling good about it, you know, it kind of gives you lots of tips and what to do. And also if um, someone is not being too honest with you, um, there's tips in there as well, how to find out. So there's so much advice, tips, confidence, you know, people lacking confidence. We can, uh, you know, we, we put for a strategy and that in the book. So, yeah, and it's fun, you know, that's what wanted it to be. And what about you, social media? How do we find you on social media and mogul matchmakers? Presumably uh, you have a website that, that's called Mogul Matchmakers, I guess. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So it's mogulmatchmakers.co.uk and we're on Instagram as Mogul Matchmakers. And I think um, with Mogul Matchmakers um, on Instagram, you can kind of go on there. We've got uh, lots of different experts and some of the team giving like tips, advice. We've got lawyers, um, you know, dating if you're a bit, uh, you know, uh, I'd say like a pet prenuptial, what do I do? <laughs> or like makeup tips or styling. So, you know, we've got lots of things on there just to help people. So, uh, but yeah, you can definitely find us and, uh, you know, we are there. Fantastic. Thank you. So final, final question. The only one we ask all of our guests, uh, and it's a very simple one. Let's imagine you're having a conversation with a younger version of Lisa Palmer. 
And mm. uh, Lisa Palmer Jr. jumps up on Lisa Palmer Sr. Don't like to use that word, but you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks. And says, Mum or Lisa Palmer Sr., uh, I'm looking to find my way in life, start my own business, overcome a challenge. Give me one piece of advice. If you could condense everything that you've learned in life and business so far into one sentence, one rule that I would live my life by, what would that piece of advice be, Lisa? Oh, um, God, now you've got me now. <laughs> um, I suppose do it or um, don't regret anything. Go and do it and trust your gut. And we're on this planet for a short time. Just just do it and enjoy every minute, highs and lows, and I, learn from every experience. I think that's a brilliant piece of advice and, and one that many, many people listening will take away. Um, Lisa Palmer, it's been fabulous talking to you. And I know from the discussion we had before the show started today, that we mm. are going to reconnect and have a, a probably a much longer chat about, <laughs> yeah, all, about all kinds of stuff. Uh, but I do apologise. I do go on. <laughs> no, don't apologise. It's much, much easier for me than yes or no. Um, so uh, we will get a couple of copies of your book, one of which I will keep for posterity and the other we will give <laughs> to a lucky listener who uh, performs the usual tasks. Um, beyond all that, thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much for finding and the you. time in your busy schedule. And hopefully mobile matchmakers will continue to go from strength to strength. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's lovely to talk to you. I really enjoyed it, actually. I was a bit nervous. I was like, oh, I hope I, hope I come across all right. People went, oh, God, you know, this crazy lady. But no, no. <laughs> um, but thank you. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks very much indeed. No problem. Thank you again for having me. So thank you for joining us on the Sandro Forte podcast. Lisa Palmer, what a lovely lady. Great fun too. I'm going to definitely catch up with her. Each week we have a new guest joining us to share their own insights into achieving success or overcoming life challenges. Please make sure you subscribe. Follow us on social media, Sandro's podcast. Don't forget the S in the middle. Loads of people do. Same on all the channels. And if you want to email us, it's hello at Sandro's podcast. Please leave those reviews on iTunes. And if you do, you'll be automatically entered into a draw to win one of the prizes, just like Lisa's book, donated by one of the guests of the Sandro Forte podcast. So until this time next week and another guest on the Sandro Forte podcast, goodbye for now.